Don't let diaper rash come between you and your baby. Diaper rash can be one of the worst experiences your little one has to go through, and keeping their delicate skin happy and healthy shouldn't require a spatula to apply thick, goopy treatments that can be just as irritating and uncomfortable as the diaper rash. Instead, try Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Dr. Mom Butt Balm is a pediatrician-approved skin protectant, free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide. It was developed by a mom who is also a doctor when she couldn't find any traditional products that worked for her baby's persistent diaper rash. Use just a small amount of Dr. Mom Butt Balm to help soothe your baby's skin and feel good about making the right choice. Nothing comes between you and your baby, not even diaper rash. Check out Dr. Mom Butt Balm, available on Amazon or walmart.com. Back in the day when my girls were born, it was not easy to share photos and videos with loved ones, but you have a fantastic option available, the Family Album app. The Family Album app was created in 2015 and has operated in the long term to give parents a secure and easy way to share photos and videos with loved ones. It's a totally secure personal haven for your family's memories. I love that there's no third-party ads, no unwanted eyes. Now, let me share some of the great features that make the Family Album app a go-to app. First off, the app automatically sorts photos and videos by month, allowing you to swipe back in time and see how your child has grown. No more scrolling through endless feeds or searching through folders. Another cool feature about the Family Album app is you can order eight free photo prints every month to be delivered to your home. It's really nice to have some tangible pictures to hold onto or share to document each month of your baby's life. Plus, the Family Album app has unlimited storage and it is totally free. Yes, you heard that right. No more worrying about running out of space or being bombarded by ads when you're just trying to relive those heartwarming moments. So if you are still trying to use other messaging apps for your kids' photos, it is time to level up your family photo game with a free photo sharing app. Head over to the App Store today, search Family Album, it's all one word, download the app and start creating a legacy of love one photo at a time. Today, I'm clearing up all the confusion about your due date. Welcome to the All About Pregnancy and Birth podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Nicole Calloway-Rankins, a board-certified OBGYN physician, certified integrative health coach, and creator of the Birth Preparation Course, an online childbirth education class that will leave you feeling knowledgeable, prepared, confident, and empowered going into your birth. Quick note, this podcast is for educational purposes only, and it's not a substitute for medical advice. See the full disclaimer at ncrcoaching.com forward slash disclaimer. Hello, welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am glad you're here with me today as I am talking about your due date. Your due date is really important. All of the decisions that happen during pregnancy revolve around your due date. So it's really crucial that we get it right. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk a little bit more about why it's important. I'll tell you the best way to determine your due date. And I'll also talk about why it's important to understand that your due date is an estimate. 
Now, before we get into the episode, let me give a quick shout out. This is to Danielle D. B. She wrote in a review in iTunes, I discovered Dr. Rankin's podcast when she was a guest on the evidence-based birth podcast and have been hooked since. The topics are clear and super informative and the information is easy to digest. It is refreshing to hear an OB speak about lots of topics that are super important to pregnant women from a place of compassion, respect, and patience. This is a fantastic resource for anyone looking to understand more about the pregnancy and birthing process. Well, thank you so much for that lovely review, Danielle. And I think this is the same Danielle who I know from the podcast community Facebook group too. So I really appreciate those kind words. I'd love to give shout outs on the podcast. So if you have something you'd like to share about the podcast, please leave an iTunes review so I can give you a shout out in a future episode. All right, so let's talk about your due date. So your due date is more than just about giving you an idea of when your baby's going to be born. An accurate due date is absolutely critical during your pregnancy. Really, all of our management decisions during pregnancy are influenced by your due date. See, we make our decisions based on how developed your baby is and how far along you are in your pregnancy, your gestational age, and your gestational age, how many weeks you are in pregnancy, is determined by the due date. And again, we make all of our decisions around this, whether or not you are considered preterm, whether or not you're post-term, past your due date. Certain tests, such as testing for gestational diabetes, need to be done at a certain time. Genetic testing to look for any genetic abnormalities, that needs to be done at a specific time in pregnancy. Having an accurate due date will reduce your labor being induced. So it's really, really important that we have an accurate due date in pregnancy. I can't stress that enough. It's like one of the fundamental, most important things about pregnancy. Now, the first thing I want to say about due date, besides the fact that it's really important, is that your due date is an estimate. It is not an exact prediction of when you would go into labor. Actually, only about 4% of women will deliver on their due date. Now, part of that is because of the limitations of the methods that we use to estimate due date. And I'll talk about those methods in just a minute. But also part of it is just the natural biologic variation in the way babies develop. Some babies are ready a little bit sooner. Some babies take a little bit longer to develop. I actually wish that we would stop giving a due date and instead we would give like a range of dates that we expect that you'll deliver. Like in the range of probably, I would say five to seven days would be a reasonable thing to give because it's easy to get fixated on that date. And when you go past that date, you get concerned. I really think that it would be much better if we just gave an estimate for when you maybe do as opposed to the due date. So don't get fixated on that specific date in terms of it being an accurate prediction of when you'll go into labor, because like I said, only 4% of women deliver on their due date. 
Now, as a matter of fact, going past your due date is very, very common, especially if it's your first baby. It's so common that I included it as a bonus lesson in my online childbirth education class, the birth preparation course. I'm not in the office anymore. I don't do prenatal care. I only work in the hospital as a hospitalist. But when I was in the office, I would recommend induction no earlier than 41 weeks, as long as everything was going okay. At 41 weeks, the risk of stillbirth starts to go up. So either induction or closer monitoring. But again, I have a whole bonus lesson along with some other great fantastic stuff in my online childbirth education class, the birth preparation course. You can always check that out on my website, ncrcoaching.com forward slash birth hyphen course. Expecting parents who are looking for great nursery decor, this message is for you. As you prepare for the beautiful journey ahead, let Home Threads be your partner in creating a serene nest for your growing family. At HomeThreads.com, explore a collection designed for comfort and style during this special time. From cozy nursery essentials to soothing rocking chairs, Home Threads has everything to create the perfect home for your little one and always at the best value. If you like unique items, then you definitely need to check out Home Threads. We got a silver picture frame from Home Threads that is absolutely beautiful. It's one of those timeless classic items that will last for years to come and it fits in any space in your home. Be sure to visit homethreads.com forward slash Dr. Nicole today and receive a code for 15% off your first order. Home Threads, love where you live. All right, now as far as how we estimate the due date, the traditional way of estimating the due date has been to add 280 days from the first day of your last menstrual period, or if you know the exact day of conception, then add 266 days to that. However, this method is flawed because it assumes that all women have regular menstrual cycles that are 28 days and that ovulation occurs on the 14th day. And that couldn't be further from the truth. Your cycle varies quite a bit. Not everyone has a 28-day cycle. Some women have shorter, some women have longer. You don't always ovulate on the 14th day of your cycle. So that method has those flaws because of that. That method also doesn't take into account that a lot of women just really don't accurately remember the first day of their last period. It's very often a guess unless you keep track of it using something like an app. I know if I didn't use an app to keep track of when my last menstrual period was, I would have no idea. It would just be roughly a guess. I think it was a couple of weeks ago. It was three weeks ago. I just don't keep that close track of it. So that method has those flaws for that reason. The best way to estimate due date is ultrasound and ideally an ultrasound before 22 weeks of pregnancy. Now actually a crown rump length, and that's exactly what it sounds like. It's the distance from the crown, the top of the baby's head to the rump, the baby's bottom. A crown rump length measured on ultrasound in the first trimester up to 14 weeks, if that's available, that is the most accurate method of determining due date. It's more accurate than any other ultrasound done at any other point during the pregnancy. So if you can get that early 
ultrasound and measure that crown rump length. And it varies with different doctors. A lot of doctors routinely will do an early ultrasound to date pregnancy, or you're getting an early ultrasound because of being offered or wanting to do genetic testing. So a lot of people will have that early ultrasound. And again, that's the most accurate way to determine due date. Now, once we get an ultrasound estimation of your due date, we compare that with the due date that we got from your last menstrual period and come up with a final estimate of the due date. Now, if those things are within about seven to 10 days of each other, depending on when the ultrasound was done, but roughly seven days, if your last menstrual period and the ultrasound date are within seven days of each other, then we'll go with your last menstrual period. So for example, if your last menstrual period was May 1st, and the ultrasound estimate of your due date is May 5th, then we'll go with a due date of May 1st based on your last menstrual period. But if it's a difference of more than seven days, so if your menstrual period says May 1st and the ultrasound says May 11th, then we're gonna go with the ultrasound date of May 11th because that's more than seven days. And the ultrasound in that case is going to be more accurate. So then your due date, your final due date from that earliest ultrasound will become your estimated due date. And here's the thing that I see a lot of women get confused by. Your due date does not change. It stays the same. Even if you have another ultrasound later in pregnancy, we always go by that due date from that earliest ultrasound measurement. That's your final due date. Now, every time you have an ultrasound in pregnancy, they're going to put the numbers in and the measurements, and they're going to come up with an estimate for a due date, but your due date does not change. Your due date will always be whatever it was based on that earliest ultrasound. It doesn't change. I see a lot of women get confused by that. Now we used to use old school wheels. They're like physical wheels in order to estimate how far along you are in pregnancy once we had your due date. Studies have shown that those are actually pretty that those are actually pretty inaccurate. There are calculators that do a better job of determining how far along you are in pregnancy. There are a lot of apps and whatnot that can do that. You do have to be careful because there's studies that have also shown that those apps are not accurate either. So just be aware of that when you download that stuff and compare it to what your doctor is using. Most doctor's offices use like um, verified programs within an electronic medical record that'll tell you how far along you are in your pregnancy based on your due date. So you can always bring in whatever app you have on your phone and compare it to make sure they match up. Now, if no ultrasound is done before 22 weeks, then a pregnancy is considered suboptimally dated, okay? That means that we don't have a really good estimate of what your due date is if we don't have an ultrasound before 22 weeks. If we have one before then, have a pretty good estimate. After that, not so good. And in that case, if the first ultrasound that you had is after 22 weeks, then it's not appropriate to rely on just that single ultrasound 
to decide how far along the pregnancy is and as a result what the due date is okay because an ultrasound that late can be off it can be off quite a bit ultrasound in the third trimester can be off by up to three weeks so a single ultrasound done later in pregnancy is not reliable if the due date doesn't match with your last menstrual period it could be that the baby is smaller than expected it could be that you're further along than you thought it's just not reliable or accurate so what we do if you haven't had your first ultrasound before 22 weeks then we repeat the ultrasound in three weeks and it shouldn't be any sooner than three weeks because if you do it sooner than that the measurements can be unreliable so really you need to repeat it in three weeks three to four weeks and compare the growth between those two ultrasounds if normal growth has occurred, then we can more confidently say that we know what the due date is. So based on the growth from one late ultrasound to one later ultrasound, if things look good, then we can confidently say, okay, here's our estimate of the due date. However, if the growth has not occurred, then it's possible that the baby is smaller than we expect even though you're further along in pregnancy, or if the baby is growing bigger than we expect, then maybe the baby is bigger than we thought based on how far along, how far along you are in pregnancy. I feel like that sounded really confusing, but the short story is that you have to do a couple of ultrasounds three weeks apart, compare those, and then come up with your best estimate of how far along a pregnancy is, whether you're right on target, whether you're behind with the due date or ahead with the due date. And again, that's only if that first ultrasound was done at 22 weeks or later. If that first ultrasound was done at 22 weeks or later, then one exam is not reliable and we need to repeat it in three or four weeks to get an accurate assessment of the due date. Hey, so you made it this far in the episode and I'm thinking it's because you enjoyed this podcast. Well, if that's the case, then I have a favorite to ask. Creating and producing the All About Pregnancy into Birth podcast has been one of the greatest joys of my life. I'm so grateful to have each and every one of you on this journey with me. Your support and engagement means the world to me and it's what helps keep this podcast going. But here's the thing. Producing a podcast involves time, effort, and resources from recording equipment to an editor, hosting fees, coordinating guests, countless hours spent researching and crafting content. It all adds up. And that's where I could use your support. I've never wanted to turn all about pregnancy and birth into a paywall. I want it to remain accessible to everyone. That's why I've set up a way for you to support the show financially if you're able and willing. If this podcast has helped you during your pregnancy, your birth, or your life, I'm asking you to consider contributing to the show. Your support will help cover production and team costs and ensure that I can continue delivering the episodes you love. So in the month of March, head to drnicolerankins.com forward slash support and contribute whatever you can. Your support, no matter how big or small, makes a significant impact. It helps us continue delivering high quality content and ensures the future of all about pregnancy and birth. 
Again, that's drnicolerankins.com forward slash support. Thank you so much for being part of the All About Pregnancy and Birth community. Now back to the show. Now, if you conceived by assisted reproduction, so if you conceived by in vitro fertilization or intrauterine insemination, and you know the exact conception or fertilization date, then you can definitely reliably tell when the due date is. And there are calculators or apps that can calculate the due date and how far along you are based on the conception or fertilization date, not the last menstrual period, the fertilization date. Um, You can even put in like the date that you ovulated, the date of the egg retrieval, the date of insemination. So there are lots of options available to specifically, really specifically date a pregnancy if it was conceived by assisted reproduction. All right, so that's it for your due date. It's It's not a whole lot, but just to summarize, again, your due date is important. All of the decisions that we make during pregnancy are based on your due date, how far along you are, whether or not you're preterm, whether or not you're postterm, what test you get. So it's really, really important to have an accurate due date. Your due date is best determined by an ultrasound in the first trimester, that crown rump length. But as long as it's done up until 22 weeks of pregnancy, it's very reliable in terms of estimating an accurate due date. Once your due date has been established, it does not change based on future ultrasounds. So your due date will always be what is determined by that earliest ultrasound. If you have another ultrasound later in pregnancy that comes up with a different due date, your due date does not change. Again, the earliest ultrasound is best. And then the last thing, although I keep saying due date because that's what we say, don't get attached to the date. It is not an accurate prediction of exactly when you're going to go into labor. Most women do not go into labor on their due date. So it's really a rough estimate of when you'll go into labor. It's a very accurate estimate of how far along you are in pregnancy. It's very accurate for that, but it is not a good estimate for when you will go into labor. Those are two separate things. Most likely you're going to go into labor after your due date. Okay, so that's it for this episode. Were you ever confused about your due date? Have you been confused during your pregnancy? Let me know in the podcast community Facebook group. It's called All About Pregnancy and Birth Podcast Community. Or shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'm on Instagram at Dr. Nicole Rankins. Now be sure to subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you feel so inclined, you know I would love it if you leave an honest review in iTunes. I can give you a shout out on a future show. It also helps other women find the show. Now next week on the podcast, it's a birth story episode and Brandy is going to come on and she will share her experience with an unplanned cesarean birth and a couple other things that didn't go exactly how she thought she would have liked them to go during her birth. However, she really makes the best of it. So come on back next week. And until then, I wish you a healthy and happy pregnancy and birth. 
Today's episode is brought to you by Women's Wellness Coaching by Dr. Nicole Calloway-Rankins. Head to ncrcoaching.com to check out my free one-hour mini course on how to make your birth plan, as well as my comprehensive online childbirth education class, the Birth Preparation Course. With over eight hours of content and a private course community, the Birth Preparation Course will leave you knowledgeable, prepared, confident, and empowered going into your birth. Head to ncrcoaching.com to learn more.